Do you want to run further, faster, or stronger? Do you want to enjoy your running more and generally be a better version of yourself? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Alan Ladd, a running coach and nutritionist. My aim is to help you improve your running from 5Ks to ultras by providing you with the knowledge and tools you need on training, nutrition, and mindset, as well as giving you the inspiration to dream bigger, achieve more in your running, and to make it fun at the same time. Welcome to the Running Rules Podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the Running Rules Podcast, the pros and cons of online run coaching. I'm going to be doing this as a solo episode on the through the lens of both a coach and someone who also has an online run coach myself and also someone that has used free plans in the past and I want to give you both sides of what is good and bad about both approaches so that you can really make your own uh, mind up on this and what you're going to do going for your next big race. I do believe that everyone should follow some kind of plan. I think when you stop going on a, off a plan or you try and just make it up as you go along, that is really where you can fall into problems such as overtraining or not training enough or not doing the right kinds of training. Um, certainly for bigger races like half marathon, a marathon or an ultra, you can probably get away with um, sporadic training for shorter races, but certainly you'll get found out on those bigger races if you don't really have a plan that you're following and you leave yourself open to the potential of injuries if you aren't getting the loading right through the the plan or the phase before the race. So full disclaimer, I am an online run coach, so I have a certain bias possibly towards online run coaching and it's something that I also avail of too. I've I've been with my coach since uh, the end of 2020, so it was nearly three years with my coach. So obviously there's a lot of positives that I want to go through with that, but I'm also really aware that there are lots of free plans out there and that is a, a very suitable option for certain people as well. So what I'm going to do is take a point uh, in turn. I'm going to go through four points and pick out the pros and cons of each approach in turn to give you a real idea and of which you might go for uh, in the future. And also, I want to say that if you get to the end of this episode, there is going to be something that I'm going to be giving away. So do stay tuned. Hopefully this is going to be really useful. You'll pick out out some, some really useful tips and also there'll be something exciting at the end, hopefully. So the first one is scheduling. Um, It is one of the reasons that I got a coach myself is because it takes a lot of time away from me to get someone else to schedule my plan for me and um, I don't have to think about it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't necessarily feed into it and have ideas of what I want that plan to look like, but it means that the decisions around it are taken away from me and I don't have to spend the time putting that plan together because I have an online running coach. It also means that um, if you're working with a coach, um, they should be able to build it around your schedule and also move things as needed. So 
if something uh, crops up and you need sessions moved, that's something that I do regularly for people. If you've got holiday, we can build training in and around that. And that's all things that you won't get with uh, a, uh, a standard online plan. You're really going to have to tweak that yourself. You're going to have to move things around and make it fit to your particular lifestyle or whatever you've got going on. Um, you won't find anything obviously out there that is bespoke to you. So you're going to have to take that plan and mold it in a way that suits you. Now, the, the negative about that is that um, if you are really sporadic with your training and you've got last minute things cropping up all the time, that is quite difficult for a coach to be able to deal with. I always do say to my clients, come and let me know if anything comes up and we can move things. Um, for me, I tend to be fairly, um, fairly on all my sessions when with my coach. Um, I don't tend to miss that many things, There's not that much that comes up for me. So we don't have to do a lot of tweaking about with it. Um, most of my clients will have some things that come up and that I can work around that. But if you have really sporadic patterns where it's really difficult to tell in advance whether you're going to be able to do a session, um, that can make it quite difficult to work with a coach. And if you know what you're doing yourself, it might be easier to mold it as you go without needing to run everything past a coach. So the positives there for a coach is that if you only need a few sessions moved or you need someone to build it around um, your, your, your schedule, which is not necessarily a normal schedule, um, or holidays or things like that. That's what a coach is there for. And they'll also be able to get that loading right so that, um, you know, the plan still works even when there's roadblocks there. Um, the problem comes if you're really sporadic, um, then it's really harder to work with a coach to do that. If you're sort of last minute having to change things all the time every week, not really sure when the sessions are going to be able to to be put into the to the schedule that's a little bit harder and you might find that um you're better off just tweaking things as you go yourself but do find a plan that at least gives you uh, a blueprint to be able to move sessions around and try and understand um that putting putting hard sessions together is always a, well is usually a bad idea um so it also depends, you know, how many sessions you've got in a week. Um, it's much easier to move things around if you've only three or four sessions in the week. When you get to five, six sessions in a week, I run six times a week. It's very difficult to move anything around if I miss something. Um, usually you have to just let that go. And if you are following a plan yourself and moving things around yourself, that's something that you have to be aware of, that sometimes you just have to let those those sessions go. The other part of it is if you are always available to do sessions, you're not that busy much of the time and you don't need to save the time in, in, in coming up with the schedules or you're able to follow a plan to the letter always, then it might be something that you don't really need a coach to do. 
Um, for me, I definitely find it useful. Um, I think um, I would be tweaking about with it a lot more um, if I was doing it myself, even though I know what a plan should look like. Um, and especially the, the real details of pacing, which I'll get onto in a bit. Um, I would be tweaking about with that and second guessing it a bit. But if you're very confident in being able to just follow a plan and not really fall off the off it at any stage, then it might be worth just following a plan and you don't really need a coach to do that for you. So scheduling's the first point, uh, pros and cons there for a coach or a plan. The second point is experience. Um, so this is something Again, this is probably the second main reason or, or one of the two main reasons that I have a coach is because I am paying for someone else's expertise uh, in running and I'm not just relying on my own ex expertise. Of course, I could do my own plans, but then I've only got one point of view on it. Um, I've no one necessarily to bounce ideas off. And that's really what I use a coach for. And a lot of my clients would use me for is, is to bounce ideas off and have two different points of view on the same thing. If you have, if you're just doing everything yourself, it is quite easy to get really one dimensional, uh, a bit stale, um, the same idea all the time. You can even go to the point of not pushing yourself hard enough or pushing yourself too much all the time. And it's really good to get that point of difference, someone else who is invested in what you're doing and can give you advice on what you're doing as well. And it's not necessarily that I, I don't tell my clients, this is what you have to do. We have a conversation about it. This is what I might suggest you do. Uh, what would you like to do? And it's, it all goes into the pot together and that comes out with the final schedule or the final sessions that we're actually going to do. So it's not just a one-sided thing. So if you hire a coach, it shouldn't be then just, this is what you do, go away, uh, do the sessions, and and that's all you need to do. It should be a, a back and forwards. Well, how did that feel? You know, did, should it have been a bit harder, not so hard? Um, could we do more? Could we do less? That's all all questions and conversations that are good to have and build up a really good um, schedule that works for you and is probably going to be better than what you would come up with yourself because like I say you can get really sort of one idea of what to do a bit stale and sometimes it just needs a, a bit of a refresh. So the positives for um, for a plan or the, the the negative of a coach potentially is depending on the coach um you still may only have two points of view so really when you're looking for a coach you want a coach to be evidence-based and what evidence-based means is that they're not just looking at what's worked for them and implanting that onto you because everyone is different there should be three points to an evidence-based coach. So one point is definitely what has worked for them in the past. And certainly there are things, things that I would use that have worked for me that I would suggest other people try. I'm not going to say you definitely have to do what I've done. 
but certainly there's things that I will bring into my coaching that have worked for me uh, in the past. The, but the second point is that they should be using what has worked for you and for others as well. So a coach who has worked with lots of different athletes is going to have had lots of experience of different things worked for different people and they might be able to say well I see that there's similarities with you and this person I coached in the past this is what worked for them maybe we try that so there's more um, of a depth of the guidance there or the potential possibilities there um, when the coach uses or has the experience of other people and then the third point is what is proven to have worked uh, through scientific studies. Um, that is the third point of evidence-based um, coaching. And think there will always be differences of opinion, but I think um, the, given the amount of plans out there and the science that has, been, has gone into uh, endurance, that there is a fairly well... Um, understood way of structuring plans. If you take 10 different plans off the internet, yes, they will all be different. Um, there'll be differences of opinion on, say, how long should the longest run be, but you're not going to see a marathon plan where every day is a one-mile sprint because that is just not proven to work. Um, so you're taking what has worked in the past and the broad sort of uh, understanding of science. You're taking the coach's own personal experience and you're also taking the experience of you, the client, and also the coach's previous clients as well. So you've got to make sure that whoever you're working with has some kind of understanding of all of those three things and they're not just going, this is what I did for my three marathons that I've run, this is what you should do, because that's not really enough depth there. Um, so you might be paying for something that really is v still very one-dimensional. The other thing is that you could, if you have the time, you can do a lot of reading yourself um, and educate yourself. You can join a club, you can get lots of uh, opinions from people in a club or online. Um, the only problem with that is that there will be a lot of different opinions. People will be very evangelistic about certain approaches and really it's down then to you to decide which aspects of the advice to try and pick through and take. Um, but that is certainly an option. If you have that time and you want to learn more, um, that's certainly a good way of going about it. And it's, it's probably akin to what I did in the early years does take a bit more time and a bit more effort, but I wanted to learn what would work for me, what worked for other people. I did a lot of reading. Um, I talked to people in the clubs. Um, I talked to people online and built up that knowledge uh, and then used it in my own running and worked out what worked for me. Um, and that's where, that's how I got to the point now. It does take a lot more time um, and if you're picking up one plan, 
that might not be the best thing to do if you're taking this approach. You might want to take a few different plans, see what the differences are in them, uh, and try and come up with something that's sort of a hybrid, take the bits of each plan that you like, or basically have a look at a few different ones and decide which one you like and try it out and see if that works for you. But that is certainly a good place to start if you have the time and you want to, to learn more about it. Uh, the other approach, obviously, is to use a coach and then you can directly bounce ideas off the coach. So there's two different approaches there with the level of experience that you'll get from a coach or from a plan and reading, doing your background reading and talking to people. So the third point is motivation. Um, this is another big one, especially for my clients. And if I'm honest, I think it is something that has helped me as well. I was already pretty motivated before I, I got a coach, but I think having a coach helps me stay on track even more than I did do before. So potentially I might have had more days off or more easier weeks or not pushed quite as hard when I didn't have a coach. But now that I know I have a coach who's tracking my training, uh, looking at what I'm doing, I do stay on most sessions most of the time. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever take any sessions off. I always say to my clients, sometimes it's better to miss a session if you're not feeling right um, than to just plow on through. But for those times, certainly for me, when I just don't really feel like it, um, but there's nothing really that wrong, um, it's really is really good to have a coach and someone who's watching you and it does keep you on track a lot more. If you go back to episode 21 with Benny McGeown, he talked about how once he hired a coach that he felt like I was watching him and it made him stay on track. I also know that he went up from four days a week to five days a week and for some people that can make a big difference to getting to the next level. And without someone to help them transition into that and stay on track with that, it can be difficult. You might go up to the five days, do it for one or two weeks, and then think, ah, oh, this isn't really for me. Um, and it might not be for you, but it's, again, a time to talk with your coach and make sure um, what the benefits are, why why it's not really working. Maybe those days can be moved around. Maybe one of the days can be made lighter. Um, there's always ways to work through that. And if you have a coach, you're able to do that. So two big points there is that you can potentially do more if you hire a coach. You have skin in the game. You're paying for something. So you feel more inclined to stay on track with it very easy if you pick up a free plan to think well I haven't paid for this um, it doesn't really matter too much if I drop off a, a little bit with this now you might think differently when you get to the event and you're not um, prepared as much as you would like to be but it's very difficult in the especially in the early stages of a marathon plan or a half marathon plan to think 12 16 weeks down the line and think I don't want to be stood on that start line not fully prepared. Sometimes that's a bit too way off to think about that. But when you know that someone's watching you, that can make the difference. And when you know you've 
you you're paying for the advice of a coach and a coach to give you this plan and to work with you that really does help you to stay on track so the negatives or the the positives of a plan is that you might not need the motivation if you are very well driven already a plan might be enough for you um and you might be able to use either someone in your family or your support network or a club to really keep you on track with that. So you might not need a coach to for the motivation part of it. You might not need the motivation at all. So if you don't need the motivation, um, you might not need to pay for a coach. But also if you do need the motivation, but you don't feel like you need a coach for other reasons, then it can really be useful to get someone who is a friend or a family member or um, someone in the club to really stick with you and keep keep on top of you. Um, that can really help with the motivation. I do think it helps if that person is a runner and is going through it themselves, so maybe it's a training partner. Um, that has worked really well. Um, not so much for me, a little bit for me. Um, I did, back in 2018, um, I did run when I was following a plan, a written plan, and I didn't have a coach. I did run a lot more with um, groups of people and one or two people a bit more. But I've definitely seen it work very well for people in the club um, who have another person of similar ability, similar goals, uh, and you can keep that that going with each other you can keep each other going that motivation is you know it's free it's a two-way thing um rather than paying for a coach um to give you that motivation you can find someone who has a similar ability similar goals and just bounce off each other so that is a, a, a another option there it might not help you if if that person is also inclined to drop off let's say um or is a bit flaky um so you really need to find the right person that works with you and bounce off the right people um they say that you are the average of the five people you spend most time with so think about that when you are thinking about who would be a good accountability or motivation partner for your own running so the final point point four is what to actually do um, and by this I mean this is certainly a pro of having a coach um, and it is a bit of a negative for for standard online plans there are a lot more extras than just the outline of the plan um, especially when you get to those bigger races the half marathon and the marathon because it's not just about the actual sessions and executing the sessions but you, you need to know what pace and effort to do those at um, quite often i find with online plans that i've seen they don't really give you an indication of pace um, they will say a rough very a very vague um idea of what you should be doing so it might be easy or long or 
intervals, but there's no actual guide of pace. So if you have never done, um, if you've never followed plans before, if you've never really gone through a cycle of work where you know what the intensity should be, this is a real problem. I did do a podcast a few uh, weeks ago, maybe a, a couple of months ago now, about um, finding those intensities and those paces. Um, so do check that out. That could be useful to you. Um, as well as pacing, uh, nutrition is really important, especially for the marathon, but also for the half marathon too. And a lot of plans won't include anything about nutrition. Um, it's really vital that you get nutrition right, especially for the marathon. Otherwise, you're going to end up um, really tailing off at the end of the, end of the marathon, um, or worse still, just not actually finishing or, or going really, really slow at the end of it, hitting the wall. And that's what you want to avoid, um, both with pacing and with nutrition. And that ties into execution as well. What what do you actually have to do? It's not just do this 16-week plan, then turn up and run a marathon. You really need to have a good idea of what your mental strategies are going to be, what your nutrition is going to be like, um, how you navigate things like traveling to a race, if that is going to be um, part of what you need to do. Um, what about corrals, um, waves, start times, bag drop, all of that kind of thing. You can find out all of this probably online on forums. Um, do join those forums. Try and shut out a lot of the noise of people um, having real panic attacks on there or spreading fear or anything like that. But it's useful to ask these questions or see other people asking the questions for you and finding out. Um, you can usually find out most of what you need to on the actual race website as well. Um, but do bear in mind that it's not just about the structure of the sessions. It's all about pacing them right, nutrition, mindset and execution. However, um, Pacing is not an exact science. So one thing that I would say for doing it yourself is there is more, and, and this is definitely something you should do if you do hire a coach as well, is to feed into the pacing with how it felt. Um, so I do give my clients guidelines of paces to follow, but I I am, to a certain extent, basing that off a bit of science, a bit of maths, a bit of guesswork, looking at previous sessions, seeing how they went as well. But I am not doing the session and I can't tell exactly how hard someone is working. Um, you can't even look at heart rate really to know that because everyone's heart rate is different. So you'll see some plans that say you must stay below 140 or 150 or whatever it is for this this run but so many factors um weather how you feel how you've slept what you've eaten caffeine there's so many factors that it's kind of a little bit irrelevant to get stuck down in that level of detail really how you feel is how you should be going by and over time 
whilst working with a coach, that should become more apparent to the point where you might be able to do this yourself and actually gauge those sessions correctly. I find that when before I worked with a coach, I probably was undercooking my sessions a little bit, so I wasn't really willing to push myself enough. Um, but then when I had a coach, um, I got used to what that felt like. Now I pretty much feel like I could do it myself um, because now I know what what those different intensities feel like. Yes, sometimes I definitely think there'll be sessions in there that are outside of, outside of my comfort zone, but there should be. Uh, it's easier when a coach puts those in for you rather than me trying to push myself harder. Um, for other people, it'll be the opposite. It'll be hard for them to pull it back when they need to pull it back. Um, so the bonus of a plan is that the outline is there. And if you know what the intensity should be like and you know about nutrition, maybe you've, you've read a lot about it or you have, have, have learned it yourself or you've been through marathons before, it's possible that you might not need a coach to tell you all of this extra, th all of this extra stuff like pacing, like nutrition. You might have your mindset dialed in. You might know exactly what you do when you get to a race because you've run four majors already and you don't need a coach to tell you what to do. So if that's the case um, and you feel confident with your pacing and your intensities, then picking a plan off the shelf uh, and applying your own paces to that can really work. Conversely, if you're not quite sure on any of those topics or subjects, especially pacing, especially nutrition, then working with a coach can really help you as well. So I hope that's helped. Um, there's definitely pros and cons to both working with a coach and getting plans online. If you are interested in working with me, it's going to be uh, 16 weeks now until Dublin. Um, most of my clients are working towards half marathons and marathons. I do work with a couple of work on shorter distances or ultra marathons, but half marathons and marathons are really where the bulk of my clients are. And we're really starting to work now towards those autumn marathons. It's not too late to sign up. You, if you are interested, go to www.therunningrules.com forward slash coaching and have a read through there. Feel free to book a call with me to chat through um, if you're not sure whether it's right for you. Um, I'm very happy to go through everything, how it works, um, what you get in it. You do get um, not only the training plan, but you get a strength plan and a nutrition plan as well. That's um, really kind of unique um, to what I've, other coaches that I've seen out there who don't really have that nutrition element of it. Um, so that could be something that um, if, if it applies to you, you're not quite sure about, that could be a real um, bonus for you. Um, so, But do reach out if you're not sure about it. Because like I say, this, for some people, coaching might not be the best thing and a free plan might be the best thing for you. Um, I'm very excited as well to tell you that I now have free plans 
available on my website. All you have to do is to go to www.therunningrules.com forward slash free dash plans to get your free plan. And it I've tried to make this better than all of the free plans out there. Um, that's quite a bold statement, but it, I've tried to include things that I've seen missing on other free plans out there. So even if you have a plan yourself that you're already following, I, I do recommend that you go and download the plan. It's absolutely free. It's a no-brainer, really. Um, check out what extra is on there. So the main things that I'm going to be putting in there, or I have put in there, is the pacing specific to every session, um, depending on what your target time is, and also the nutrition plan personalized for you. Um, so those are the main two things that I think um, will help um, that are, are missing on most of the free plans out there. So please do check it out. If there's anything else you think should be on there, sorry, the, the third thing that I've added in there is a strength plan. And I do think that strength is really important and something that you should consider if you aren't doing it already. It's built into the plans and there's um, a strength plan included. And again, that's something that I haven't seen on normal running plans. Um, it might be a plan that says do some strength work, but I actually have it broken down the, the actual exercises, the, the sets and reps that I recommend that you do um, in your running plan. So do check that out. It's www.therunningrules.com forward slash free dash plans. Download it there. Um, I will put all the links in the show notes um, today. I really hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you've got this far through this episode, I really appreciate your time. Have a great week. Take care. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and I hope you've got something to take away and action in your own running. If you enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe and recommend it to someone you know. If you're struggling with your own training or want to get faster and stronger and not sure how to, therunningrules.com forward slash coaching is where you can find out more about getting personalized help with your running and nutrition to take you to the next level. Have a great week, stay consistent, focused, and most importantly, enjoy your running.